Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and a very warm welcome to the Big Red Bench on this wet and wintry evening. My name is Ryan Grace. I'll be with you over the next hour while we look back at all of today's sporting action. Kirona Regan joins me. He's floating around there somewhere. Coming up, we'll be looking back with five Nemo Rangers players on their highs and lows of 2019. We'll be rounding up all of the Premier League and European Champions Cup action. We'll also have a look at snooker, darts, and a bit of boxing too. It's all coming up between now and 7 o'clock. And thanks again, folks, for tuning in and keeping us company over the next hour. We have an absolutely jam-packed show for you coming up. We'd love to hear from you. Feel free to text or WhatsApp us 0868104106, or you can tweet us at Big Red Bench. Yeah, I looked out the window earlier this afternoon, and it was lovely and bright and a bit sunny. And then five minutes later, it was lashing rain, and then it started snowing, and then the sun was splitting the rocks again. And it felt like, do you know when I was, do you know, did you ever see that Simpsons or some sort of cartoon where they look outside and the seasons are just passing them round and round in the years? are all going it just felt like that anyway let's get you up to date with all of today's sporting action we'll start with rugby Saracens have beaten Munster by 15 points to 6 in their European Champions Cup clash at Allianz Park this afternoon a second half try from Sean Maitland nudged the home side ahead before another try from Mako Vanapola extended their advantage Leinster are currently leading Northampton 29 points to 7 in their European Champions Cup clash at the Aviva Stadium Gary Ringrose scored two tries and Tyke Furlong also crossing over it's just approaching half time in Dublin now. Earlier this afternoon, a late try from Robin Copeland helped keep Connacht's hope alive of reaching the knockout stages. The Westerners were 27 points to 24 winners over Gloucester at the sports ground. Head coach Andy Friend was particularly pleased at how his side constructed that winning try. I thought the boys were brilliant, that last sort of that last passage of play. I don't know how many phases, but it was pretty much 80 metres and you know, Robin Copeland gets the try. So um, yeah, we managed to sneak that one. In football, plenty of action in the Premier League today. It's finished one all between Leicester City and Norwich at the King Power Stadium, much to the delight of all Liverpool fans everywhere. Chris Wood's goal has given Burnley a 1-0 win at home to Newcastle. Well, John Fleck scored twice as Sheffield United continued their good form. They beat Aston Villa two goals to nil. And perhaps the shock result of the day, Bournemouth have beaten Chelsea 1-0 at Stamford Bridge through Dan Gosling's opener. The evening kick-off between Southampton and West Ham is currently underway. It's currently 32 minutes on the clock and Still scoreless there. Now, first up this afternoon, it was Liverpool. They made it 34 top flight games unbeaten. Mohamed Salah scored twice for the league leaders as they beat Watford 2 0 at Anfield. Major Jurgen Klopp said after the game, his side benefited from being more clinical in a close contest. We'll have all the full time reports from that game and the rest of today's Premier League action a little, a little later on in the show. Now, in the Championship, Leeds United missed out on a good opportunity to return to the top of the table after two late goals salvage a three all draw against Cardiff City at Elland Road. Meanwhile, West Brom are the current league leaders after they came back to beat Birmingham City 3-2. In Gaelic games, Jack O'Connor has his first win as Kildare senior football manager. The Lily Whites were two goals, 14 points to 2-7 winners over Wicklow in the O'Byrne Cup today. Elsewhere, Offaly beat Loud 116-110 to and Leash overcame Wexford 112-111. to They finished 113 apiece between West Mead and Meath. In snooker, Mark Selby threw to the Scottish Open final, which will take place in Glasgow tomorrow. He beat David Gilbert comfortably six frames to one in their semi-final earlier this afternoon coming up at seven o'clock defending champion Mark Allen plays Jack Lazowski in the other semi-final defending champion Mark Allen who was quite vocal during the week about how dissatisfied he was with his scheduling his, his, his play schedule this week um, and, and rightly so in my opinion but we'll get uh, into that a little bit more detail later on in the show in darts Raymond Van Barneveld begins his final ever PDC World Darts Championship tonight Five-time world champion faces American Darren Young at the Alley Pally. Well, the winner of two years ago, Rob Cross, goes up against Kim Hybrex. Finally, in boxing, unified world heavyweight champion Anthony Joshua says a fight with Tyson Fury or Deontay Wilder has to happen in 2020. Joshua reclaimed his IBF, WBA and WBO titles from Andy Ruiz Jr. That took place in Saudi Arabia on Saturday. 
while WBC champion Deontay Wilder is scheduled for a rematch with Britain's Tyson Fury on the 22nd of February next year. Now with the full-time reports in today's Premier League, like I said, the shock of the day, Bournemouth beating Chelsea 1-0 at Stamford Bridge. Andrew Cheel reports. Chelsea nil, Bournemouth one, a dramatic winner, six minutes from time by Dan Gosling, given by VAR, who, who decreed that he was not offside, and the whole of the ball did cross the line. Chelsea's closest efforts were an Emerson free header planted straight to the keeper, and Mason Mount in the first half forcing an excellent save from Ramsdale. Bournemouth defended for 45 minutes, came to life after the break, and won it late on Dan Gosling. It's with the help of VAR. Chelsea nil, Bournemouth one. And a little further up north in England, Sheffield United have beaten Steve Bruce's Aston Villa 2-0, Joe Townsend reports. Sheffield United 2, Aston Villa 0. You're unlikely to see two more contrasting halves of football this season. The first utterly forgettable, the second incident-packed. John Fleck broke it open, first turning home, John Lundstrom's right-wing cross just after the break, and then a few minutes later, he fired in after a brilliant overhead flick from David McGoldrick. Villa did have a route back into the game, a handball penalty given by the VAR officials, but Jack Grealish fired it against the crossbar. It's back-to-back wins for Sheffield United, who are up to fifth in the Premier League table. They've beaten Aston Villa, who are down to 17th by two goals to nil. And apologies, I did a disservice to Mr. Dean Smith there, who's actually the manager of Aston Villa, not Steve Bruce, of course. So, Dean, if you're tuning in, apologies for that. It was Burnley who've beaten Steve Bruce's Newcastle 1-0 at Turf Moor. Adam Diori reports. Chris Wood scored the only goal as Burnley earned a 1-0 win over Newcastle. The decisive goal came in the 58th minute when an in-swinging Westwood corner was met by Wood, who headed in from close range. It was a physical game with some dubious challenges, most notably Andy Carroll, who avoided a red card despite appearing to elbow Ben Mee in the head. And Newcastle were bidding for a third straight win, but they rarely troubled the Clarets, who end their own run of three straight losses. Full-time at Turf Moor, it finished Burnley 1, Newcastle 0. And the early kickoff today, and perhaps the most important match of the day, league leaders Liverpool, they beat Watford 2-0 at Anfield. Shane Pennington has the full-time report. Liverpool 2, Watford 0 and two goals from Mo Salah sees the host extend their lead at the top to 11 points after a far from convincing display by Jurgen Klopp's side here. Bottom club Watford created and missed a whole host of chances which could have made the result a whole lot different with Ismail Salah and Gerard Delafeu the main orchestrators. But it's job done for Liverpool who send their fans home happy for Christmas. Liverpool 2, Watford 0. Yeah, and staying with football, Kieran, another impressive win for Liverpool, who have now dropped only two points in 17 games. I mean, it, is it all wrapped up at this stage? I don't know. Could you say it's all wrapped up? Uh, I'm a very cautious Liverpool supporter. I don't want to be, oh, uh, I don't you know, know. <laughs> giving, not giving it away, but I, I don't want to be um, uh, jinxing it. Yeah, you must be confident, though. It's quite a gap at the top. Well... What is this? There's in around uh, ten points in around that at the moment. I think um, off the top of my head, but um, it, like it is a great gap. Obviously, going into Christmas, although there'll be another round or two there before Christmas. Um, no defeats, which is great. Uh, Jurgen Klopp signed a contract extension to twenty four. Yeah, steadies um, the ship a bit. Really steadies it, but they're just playing. I, I was only thinking of it the other night. They're they're just playing superbly as a team, um, and it, it's just great how Klopp over the last years has just ever so slightly uh, built on the previous year and everything. Last year was sickening, I suppose, losing out to Man City in the end, but. Um, it's fantastic this year, but Leicester City very much had in the trails with. Oh, stop! With, yeah, uh, yeah. Ber- um, Brendan Rodgers there. He's doing a serious job. Um, a lot of people criticise him when he left Celtic at the time, but uh, I don't think he, he cares too much about that now, anyway, because uh, he could still pip Liverpool. This happened a couple of years ago yep. with Leicester. Um, people didn't see them come in, and, and, and they now it probably culminated in other teams playing poorly, maybe. But when they won the title. But it's fantastic if they could sort out the Champions League, you know, as well. That 100%, would be, uh, that'd be huge great. for Rodgers, like, yeah, yeah, um, be massive. But uh, in terms of Liverpool playing very well in the Premier League, they've had a few slips in the Champions League, I think. Yeah, they uh, have. And, and some of the games that they've played in the Premier League while they're getting the results, like, like they are yeah. a fantastic football team and they play great football and no one's going to dispute that. 
but they haven't been at their best for all of it. But they've been get, they've been grinding out kind of you know two one one nil wins here and there. You know, like they were very good against Manchester City because they had to be, and they got that yeah. win quite convincingly. But there's been games before that and in between that against Sheffield and the likes of Crystal Palace, where yeah, like they they're getting the wins, but they're not doing it. You'd say comfortably, I suppose. It's- is it a sign of a good team grinding out results? Well, I, I, I know, look, it makes you more anxious maybe as a supporter and I don't know, maybe people don't want to see Liverpool grinding it out but I'd rather them grind out the victories and get the, the points than, 100 you know, great game but... Yeah, the, the next few weeks will tell a lot because they have quite a clustered mm. schedule between now and kind of, the, even into the kind of first mayhem. two weeks in January. It's, it is mayhem. The, it the is World mayhem. Club Cup. FIFA thing as well. Yeah, and they've got they've got that uh, Carabao fixture against yeah. is it Villa as well, which I know that's not going to be top of the agenda, but it's still a game that they have to field that. Uh, well, they have to field some team. It'd yeah. be great for the the younger players. I suppose maybe a lot of people will say that's not very being re- very respectful uh, to the to the competition or the the opposition, but at the same time, the, the players have to get. Um, some bit of experience as well. Oh yeah, you know, and it's no harm for them to to go into that, uh, get a bit of game time there. Definitely, but it's a good opportunity for some of the youngsters. You know, kind of your Reen Brewsters, mm-hmm. your Queeven Gallagher's, and your like to actually get some minutes. You know, yeah, certainly Wolves playing very well at the at the moment. I think they're they're in around sixth in the the fifth or sixth in the table at the moment. They're doing very well, and they started off quite poorly. Yeah, and they they I remember they started off quite poorly, and then you're thinking they've got the Europa League as well. And dude, like I didn't think that they had the squad depth mm. to kind of to bounce back as yeah, such. Yeah. But I mean, like, should you've got Jimenez and Jota and Adama Traore, who is really after coming into his own there. Uh, like they've got some really like really high class talent. They're doing very well. Yeah. Um, and, and like even Sheffield United are doing well since they've come up. Tottenham Hotspur have they had a bit of a bounce with Mourinho? They have a bit. They haven't, it, haven't. They haven't, haven't. It's yeah. kind of too soon to say, I think, because all they've really done since he came in is like, they've beaten West Ham, who are like, geez, like they're no great shakes <laughs> yeah, at all. Yeah, you yeah. know, like, like what I will say since Mourinho's, uh, since Jose's come in for Spurs, Deli Ali really seems to have kind of yeah. uh, hit a bit of a purple patch. He's getting a tune out of Deli Ali, which is good. He was quite underperforming under Potch for quite some months. And whatever Jose's doing, maybe he's playing him a bit higher, giving him a bit more uh, space to kind of roam in. And he's definitely getting a, a tune out of Delhi. But definitely to go back to Sheffield, Sheffield are 100% the, I suppose, like the, the overperformers, if you want to surprise use that term package, for yeah. the surprise package. Exactly. Like, you know, they've got some, um, they've got some great, uh, they've got some great, um, uh, like that guy Lundstrom in in the mm. midfield is a real yeah. player. He's very very good. Baldack centre half. He's excellent as well. Nice tall centre back. Like they're yeah, they're they're killing it. Like sure, what a date they're seventh or eighth. I think so. It's, yeah, yeah, in around that. Uh, going back to Spurs, it was very disappointing for Troy Parrott um, during the week. A lot of people thinking he'd get some game time in the Champions League. I couldn't understand um, that why he didn't get a run there <laughs> and why they were well why Mourinho chose to play. Lucas Mora mm. up top when Parrot is there aching for him I know we're a bit biased because he's a young yeah, Irish player we want to see him play when you see last week in the Premier League game he comes on plays well does what he has to do given the match ball by Mourinho after you think fairly good signs here he's going to get a bit of game time in Champions League he would have been the youngest player Irish player playing Champions League since uh, Killian Sheridan. Right, okay. A good few years ago. Yeah, what is he? Um, 17, 18, Paris? 17, 18, 17, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think 17, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, look, anyway, there's other is this games. Point? Because I think, it, I, th- I thought I saw someone put it to Mourinho only that day, the day of the Bayern mm. game, kind of criticising them for never kind of fielding young players and kind of developing younger talent and stuff. And she did the usual thing where he kind of just pointed to Scott McTominay and, and the likes, you know, and said, well, you know, they didn't appear out of nowhere when I was here there. And you're thinking, well, this is your perfect opportunity to kind of back that mm-hmm. up by giving Parrot a run tonight when it's a game to nothing. Like, exactly, and then, yeah. you know, but it just didn't happen for me. You'd hate, I don't know, you'd hate to see him get ignored entirely and 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 lose yeah. out on playing football he might obviously he might go out on loan somewhere or something like that but you'd love to see him yeah you would get in the mix of it you know you would um you're completely fed up me talking about them but your own crowd uh, oh. under youngberg uh, yeah. changed after emery yeah um, yeah 
What's what's going on languishing oh, there, man? I know it's dark days, and <laughs> it's dark days. It's, you know, getting deja vu to last season. Well. <laughs> um, yeah, it's yeah, it's not it's not great, and I don't think the answer uh, for the long term is Freddie. I think they they'll have to. They, they'll yeah, have yeah. to maybe get someone else in. Now it's it's not. It wasn't entirely all down to Emery, and it's not down to Fred. Like a lot of the players are underperforming as well, and really mm-hmm. aren't putting a shift in. Look like they don't want to be there. I mean, the Emery got sacked, and obviously, like there's that whole thing where people think like teams get a bounce when they lose the manager, and we had at Norwich and Southampton you're thinking okay yeah like in West Ham you're thinking okay we could potentially get nine points on the board here and at least kind of try and bounce back we were awful against um, Norwich absolutely awful Um, it it was desperate and yeah even against West Ham that was a 3-1 there last last Monday we were 1-0 down at that at half time we were brutal turned it around with three goals in I think eight or nine minutes but that was the really only that flash in the pan was yeah. any sign of good football. Pepe was good now in fairness. He's getting a bit of a, a grilling because he was so expensive. He was good in that game. He put in a shift in that game. He got a great goal and he assisted Bamiang then to, to clinch mm. the, or to seal the win, I should say. But I, I don't know. It's, Do it's, you really need just a root out of the, the playing staff there? Yeah, like because a lot of them seem stuck in their ways. They're not too bothered. They don't. They don't seem to care uh, about playing for Arsenal. Um, a lot of them. I, a lot it, of them, I'd say, are taking it a bit for granted yeah, more than they should. Um, that, do they need a, a, a an ex legend to come in and give a talk like Man United got with Roy Keane a few weeks ago? So I, I don't think. I think it's different with Man United. A lot of those players are young. Uh, I think, and they might appreciate uh, Roy Keane screaming down their face. Maybe a bit <laughs> if that better. doesn't get you motivated, <laughs> I don't know what would. Rather than uh, Burkamp or, or or they get Tony Adams in, he'd surely have a few words. Hundred percent, yeah, but, yeah, sure, right. Sure, Ian Wright's just back from the jungle yeah, there, so yeah, you, can, yeah. you can jump in yeah, and give him a few words. Um, he might be all argued out after all this arguing over there in the jungle, but that's another story. <laughs> um, and Everton moving, swapping managers. It was he was a strange choice going in. Um, Marco Silva, yeah, yeah. going in because he hadn't done particularly well where he was, and then he got brought into Everton. It was. It was very strange. A lot of people looking weird. for Duncan Ferguson to stay on now, but I think that's because the whole wristband. <laughs> ah, yeah, the, the, the wristband and the suit. He's yeah. a club legend, I suppose. He is a club legend. And you know what? I was delighted when they got yeah. the result against Chelsea because he was just going mental right. on the sideline. The crowd were loving it. It was just a great, I know, it was a great, like it was a great spectacle, I suppose, yeah. that day of football. Like you know, it was, yeah, um, but sure, like it was, like you mentioned, it was great. It was great to see him enjoying it and all that because he came out of the the tunnel um, and just started, you know, and clapping yeah, his hands give, to give the crowd us, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, giving yeah, it well, yeah. before the match. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, <laughs> he was loving it. Yeah, he was. Uh, the the kind of rumor mill there seems to be they're trying to get Moisey back in. And yeah. and I think that's a strange one. But also, obviously, then during the week, uh, Napoli sacked uh, Carlo Ancelotti, Ancelotti yeah. and there was a rumor that Ancelotti could be going to Everton or Arsenal. And I just think that's strange. I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. But, uh, you would have said the same about Benitez to Newcastle a few years ago. Would you, you would have done, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's done wonders there. Yeah, you'd wonder how much of it though is just high-profile manager is sacked two high-profile clubs mm-hmm. looking for managers like that's just there's yeah, always going to be kind of rumours so you kind of nearly have to link the two a little bit but I don't know Newcastle are after getting a bit of a bounce now because they were get, the, like under when Steve Bruce took them over <laughs> I think everyone well I don't think many Newcastle fans were too no. too uh, excited for what was coming and they started off poorly but they really they brought it back you know and uh, I don't know I t- like I think I do think it's a little too early to call who's going to go down. But you know, Newcastle are they're just tipping off the Europa League spot, like yeah. You know, they do have a good shot down the bottom, as you mentioned. Well, Watford not doing fabulous. North City took an early lead earlier on today against Leicester before they were able to pull them back. But um, 
Yeah, it's very close down the bottom as well. It's it's still very, it's very, very close looking at the table. That's what I'm saying. You wouldn't know who is going to go down. I would be surprised if um, if Watford turned it around and, and stayed up, but they, they could well do it. What's funny is that you look at teams who kind of say like Southampton and Norwich who have been getting kind of slated for their lack of defensive guile. Like the likes of Bournemouth and 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 Everton and Burnley are only a couple of points ahead of those teams. You know, yeah. like they're, they're, you know, it's. Um, I I wouldn't exactly say that too many of the kind of bottom thirty three percent of teams could call themselves safe as such, or kind of you know, or yeah, yeah. are on are on a, a steady transition or uh, a steady kind of a journey to say that they will stay safe and they will still be up next season. It's like it's not um it's yeah. not a done deal for many of them at all. No, but uh, hopefully a done deal for Liverpool. Maybe. <laughs> well, yeah. We're a few weeks yet before, yeah, yeah. before that. I don't oh, think you, I... you have a slip in you, do you know? <laughs> uh, look, uh, fingers crossed anyway. Um, Liverpool can can uh, hold on. Yeah, cheers, Coron. I'm sure Rory would be delighted with all this Liverpool talk. In the meantime, West Ham have taken the lead away to Southampton. Alan Lewis has the details. Southampton nil, West Ham won and West Ham have got the goal that their first half performance has deserved some good play on the right hand side from Antonio the ball was crossed to the far post it was nodded back to Sebastian Aller who hit it first time and placed it perfectly beyond the reach of McCarthy it's Southampton nil, West Ham won Now in our feature for today's show Nemo Rangers who have had a pretty good season so far, pretty good year winning the Cork and Munster Championship titles delighted to have them in studio with us today on. Uh, welcome to the studio. Um, pretty good year for for Nemo Rangers. It's five years. I don't know which one of you wants to go first, but I suppose we have to leave to Captain. Just I suppose the year as a as a whole, Barry. Um, well, at this stage we're kind of a full year at it. Uh, you look back at the beginning of the year. I mean, getting fat tested, body weight done, and all that, which was bleak enough for me. Um, you're just doing weights and stuff. You're not thinking about anything towards this end of the year. Um, you go through a lot of just the club training, like just training after training, numbers down, numbers up. Um, like because the lads here would have been away with Cork or whatever. Um, it's it's a great year. It's a very enjoyable year, but it, it is it's quite long. Uh, but it, once it starts rolling, then kind of come September, it's just games and. Like which is better, and you start getting a bit of momentum, which I think we did, and I think we improved all the way through the championship. Uh, whether or not, like it's just fantastic to still be training this time of year. Everyone seems to enjoy it that little bit more because you know no one else is training, so it's it's unique in a way, and uh, it's enjoyable. Um, yeah, I don't really know what else to say. Yeah, um, you happy with the year we had? I'm very happy. I have to be. Um, I suppose coming off the back of. Uh, what was a disappointing year kind of mm. a wasted year to be honest most of us would have would have felt like last year um, so we really I think this year we put a big focus on the championship we probably didn't have uh, as good a league but I think in the back of all our heads we knew that um, as soon as kind of a few of us got back from Cork and the summer rolled around like we were always we trained hard all year and it was, but it was all geared towards championship this year and uh, I suppose that's what, that's what happened right from the start you know, we put in a really good first round performance um, and then you kind of you go away for a couple of months, yeah. um, and you, you you prepare again. And I suppose that that next game is always kind of the, the risky one. And we do we had a real struggle with uh, with Donnie's, and then we probably didn't play well. But to be fair to them, they played they played very well in the night as well in Brinny. Um, and I think that was an important game. It kind of woke us up. <coughs> um, we we left gave away a lot of chances that day. But I think from there on. We didn't really like. We we totally focused our, our defensive structure. Everything, the balance of the team just improved after that game, and we really kicked on from there. And obviously, once we drew the bars, that probably focused us. Yeah, Kevin, yourself. Uh, yeah, definitely. After like Michal said there, after coming in from last year, uh, after winning the league at the end of the year, it was kind of great for us. Like we did the year previous, and then we went mm-hmm. on to the Iron Final that year as well. So um, it was just great to win the league at the end of the last year, and then we just started well with a good win against Valley Rovers and. Once we kind of came back from Cork and everyone got in training, it was we all kind of just gelled together nicely. Yeah. And when we got into running games in the championship, there we kind of came together well, and just all the games as well. So yeah, hopefully keep going. Um, yourself, Brian. There was a lot of t- I don't really read the online website. Um, Proc and a few of those. There's lots of mentions of uh, Brian Murphy. Yeah, as well this year. 
Yeah. Um, must be happy with you. Yeah, I, mean, I suppose like my name's been uh, mixed up between Brian and Breen that time, like. But uh, yeah, it's nice to get mentioned, whatever, whatever name it is. To be honest. So, <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. Yeah, happy with that. Man. I, Paul, I suppose. Uh, look, it's been a successful year uh, so far. But I think after talking to to Paul uh, Donovan after matches and so he wasn't completely pleased with I suppose how he, he played he still won the games but he just got over the line you, me I mentioned there you know the Bears game probably refocused he, um, was there any were you ever able to put your finger on why well, maybe you were just getting over the line you were still winning but um, I think to be honest with you we had a fairly we, when we got Donnie's we got knocked out with, or we finished with Cork yeah. we had two weeks we trained very hard to Donnie's probably maybe overdid it a small bit and we kind of we were a bit tired maybe towards the end of the game and they, they started to come back at us but then I actually remember the night we were training like you know and we were we drew the bears and we were in the middle of training one manager came bears to bears and you could just cut the tension with a knife and training it was a good session then after that and with, between the Donnies and the bears games we had five weeks and it was fairly hectic to be honest with you we played I think four challenge games in, yes. in that week so a lot of training a lot of like against the Kerry divisions so I think that put us in the right place and our just focus for the five weeks wasn't the county it was just bears, bears, bears for the five weeks and then um, kind of we, we beat them and then obviously a local rival and traditional rival of the club and then like the I thought like it was still you know we got a goal towards the end but I thought we were in control like you know I, I thought yeah. I, I, I kind of never felt once we got ahead we were going to be beaten and that was a good sign because the Bears were a very good team uh, once you beat them then like there was no real celebrating because you were Douglas in the next round and you don't want to lose the Douglas in the semi-final and um, I think we got a really really good performance out of ourselves that day I'd say it was nearly probably our most complete in the county championship probably that day yeah. I'd say overall um, <coughs> and really snuffed them out at the, at the back as usual and we got a couple of goals could add a couple more and then do hello like again I suppose we were whatever 8-9-10 points up took the foot off the gas and I suppose that's the one that you'd be disappointed but I would have said to the lads look you know, for the Bears Douglas you're looking for performances for, for final you're just looking to get a cup and get a win no matter how bad or how you play Yeah. Um, and then going into the Munster campaign again a couple of bad ones yeah, performances maybe Newcastle West again we, did, we only had a week's training again we between the county and the weather we, we missed a week of training and uh, I'd say we probably overcompensated a bit coming into that game and again we were a bit leggy towards the end but uh, again, we just got through it, and with that, I think that woke us up again. Like it was like the Donnie's game all over again. It just woke us up, put us on the right path, and then we obviously blew stacks away and put in a good performance in the final as well. Yeah, going back to that Douglas game, the, the neutrals were obviously looking forward to that, the local derby and all that. But the weather was horrific that night. The Bears, the Bears, Bears, yeah. the Bears game, oh, yeah. sorry. Um, <coughs> like obviously, it was hard to play in that. Do you know what? Wasn't it? I actually didn't think it was. Maybe it looked worse than it was. It looked it looked very bad, and like the rain the rain was quite heavy. But geez, I like and again things like you know handling get, getting caught in tackles, which the bars are particularly good at, like because they're physical. But we were still able to move the ball quite well, I thought. Yeah. And I didn't think like actually handling errors for catching the ball. We didn't have that many. Got overturned in the tackle. That's going to happen. But. I'd actually didn't like. I'd rather it be raining than windy. Like right. I didn't find it that bad at all. But the rest, Ingo probably said to us like it was obviously a horrendous night for anyone at the game. Mm. But as Barry said, like the rain on its own, it was actually a very still night. You kicked the ball well, but it was obviously hard to kick scores. Um, and I think that probably stood to us like Paul and, and Luke kicked brilliant scores yeah. that night. Um, I think Mark Cronin as well. Um, and it, our spread of scores that night was probably. That was why I was very confident in the second half once we got ahead. Like I always thought, like it might have been a four-point lead or a three-point lead, but like it was going to take a lot unless we conceded a goal. And we, we defended very well that night. Unless we conceded a goal, it was um, it was going to be it was going to be very tough for them to get five points or six points. Yeah, uh, in that weather. Um, Kevin, the, skipping to the, the final against Duhallo, um people probably expected a bit more out of Duhallo. Uh, going into that game, uh, I'm, look, I know you'd be expecting the good uh, battle with Duhallo, but uh, he, he, from the press box anyway, he seemed to boss them in the, the the first half. They didn't really come to the game in the first second half. They really came at you, and, and <coughs> yeah, they, was, almost, they were very close. Yeah, definitely towards the end of the game, it was a very tight game, and a few like Paul got a point, the Nuke got a point. Second half, there kind of which we really needed at times. 
like in, in the first half we did kind of pull away like we just pressed our kickouts very well and we ended up getting good few, we got two, Luke got two goals I think and then uh, we got a couple of frees but in the second half we just fell asleep completely it was yeah. kind of just down to our own ball you know, we just we didn't hold on to it at all or anything and uh, that was just down to our own backs coming out of the fence losing the ball and forwards not holding on to the front so we were very disappointed I was actually after going to final after winning county final supposed to be happy I was nearly disappointed after the second half but um Look, it's just kind of like Paul said a while ago. Just winning the game was the most important thing. And that's what we did. And Duala are a very good side, and we were lucky enough that they didn't kind of come out of the blocks like we did at the start of the, the game. But uh, we we're as happy to get the win at the end. So yeah, uh, it's not bad being able to call ourselves county champions going up to Mallow then to play Newcastle West. Yeah, no, it was very good now. But uh, going up Newcastle West, I suppose, is a different type of game where they were probably one of the folks more defensively, like, and uh, we knew that going in, but. Like as far as we weren't probably we didn't hit the ground running at the start at all and um like you know, they set up very defensively and tactically and they kinda kinda made us uh, gave us points to work on after game, like how we could improve to kinda break down that kind of structure. But again, look we just got to win Kieran Dalton again came on came on and got the goal, like and I think that just shows like the depth in our squad and like the people that are just on the fringes of pushing through, like and uh, it's creating creating great competition through the fifteen and look I think that's what you need like when you're when you're gonna when you go on through this campaign. Like. And just to cut across the guys there, I was actually at that game, that Rangers game uh, against the Bars, where it was absolutely teeming outside, just like it is now. I did nothing but complain about being at that game for two weeks. <laughs> and I was in the press box, and those guys, those guys were actually on the pitch doing a job, and they have no problem with it at all. So there you go. Listen, we'll have much more reaction from the guys about Nemo Rangers and their 2019, the highs and lows after these. Stay tuned. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Corks Red FM. And you're very welcome back to the show. Ryan Grace here with you all the way until 7 o'clock. Just to bring you up to date on the sporting action currently underway. It's 55 minutes on the clock in Leinster versus Northampton. Leinster comfortably winning there, 48 points to 14. And in the Premier League, the late kickoff between Southampton and West Ham. It's just after getting underway in the second half there. West Ham United still leading by a goal to nil, courtesy of Sebastian Haller's uh, cracking first half goal. Now, earlier on, if you were tuned in uh, just before the ad break there, myself and Kieran sat down with the guys from Nemo Rangers just to talk about their highs and lows of 2019 and how they getting on and what they're looking forward to get doing in 2020 and this is a bit more of how we got on yeah and Paul then on the stacks game like I sw- it was disappointing watching it and uh, people expected more maybe from stacks even though they hadn't pay- played competitively for two months before that <laughs> great playing at least was getting a win like that but like talking to some of the lads in Kerry like they were they were going in to win that game they wanted to win it they trained hard for the, the week or two before or whatever um, they hadn't. They'd won the comp, the the county club championship back in April. Um, not that you really care how how they got there, but I'm sure you were expecting a bigger battle than what. Yeah, but I, I think from our point of view, looking back, it was a it was a brilliant game for us to come into like because we got woken up against Newcastle West, played poorly, and next thing there was a Kerry team coming to Cork to play yeah. us, and we have a very good record against the the Kerry clubs, and kind of the, the week of the game. It kind of remind me of the Douglas game all the talk was about the opposition we came in under the radar we prepared really really well for it yeah. um, we'd done as much analysis on them as we did anyone do you know what I mean right. um, done a lot of work on their kickouts and we are uh, but they, they could have two goals they two goal chances early but uh, I think once we started going and once we started pitting them in their own half on their kickout we had them under serious pressure and I think by half time you could see their heads were down and it was just both kind of running out there in the second half yeah, um, once the final against Clonmel, he played them already in a challenge earlier this year. They beat you in 2015, yeah. I think, in Mallow. Um, don't need a whole pile more motivation than to get one back over on them. Um, that, yeah. yeah, I think we weren't speaking about revenge really as such. Oh, yeah, I know it's yeah. not the word. It was, was just a feeling in the dressing room. We all, like, no one wanted that feeling. Like, it, was, it was like a funeral like, in 2015. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, and um, it took us a long time to get over that, I'd say, to be honest with you. Um, and look, again, we just, I think the lads, a lot of Brian and um, Brian, who's his first monster, Kev Mihal, I'd say, are going for your, that was going for your second, is it? Yeah. So, like, yeah. It, kind of, you want to rack them up as well, like, do you know what I mean? So, yeah. it was great motivation. Like, that, they're the games you want to be playing for Nemo, like, county finals, monster finals, they're the big games. So, um, I think we have a pro record in the in the monster championship, so we always like to keep that going, like. Um, that, I know, the pitch is the, the same for both teams, like, game was played down Dungarvan there was a lot to talk of it going to 
bad or whatever, but it was it was down in Dungarvan. Um, it's a very boggy pitch uh, for the most part. I would imagine. I haven't played on it now, but looking at it and walking across it, it seems very. Yeah, probably. It wasn't the worst, to be honest. It looked. Yeah. You now, when I watched the game back uh, on TV, you could see it played very slowly. Like the game wasn't the best to watch. Like, mm. but uh, I think as players, it wasn't. It wasn't brutal or anything. It was, it was a bit heavy, but we were expecting probably a bit more of a wind. Do you know anything? Uh, we played, we lots of played underage Cork there. Yeah. And um, it's, straight it's, down it's the normally field. straight down mm-hmm. the field, and it was just kind of a light breeze across the field. So it made a kind of, a kind of it, the lottery of then playing with and against the strong wind was gone. So we were that kind of added to our confidence really. Then like you know, it was, it was a real fifty-fifty then. And Brian, Paul mentioned your first monster. What's it like to? Have a monster, yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose they, yeah. they're going up to it like you know, I don't know if it's the same for the lads, but just before the game, and I was very nervous, like, and uh, just being the whole big occasion, like, of the first monster, and then I just like just focus on the game, got through it, and then after, obviously, it was unbelievable like, to see the scenes and all the what really struck me was just all the young people around, like, you know, yeah. the, the, whatever, eight or nine or ten year olds, and looking up, and they were coming up to everyone for like autographs and something and stuff, and like, I was completely like, if sure I don't know what to do there, but uh. <laughs> Like whatever, I scratched my scrawl across yeah. the whole thing and everything. And, uh, that was a great feeling, obviously, and first and hopefully first of many more to come. Uh, look, Paul and Barry, you've been there for a long time, like involved in these games, but Shalera is sweet as they come along anyway. Yeah, com- completely. I think, like, Paul's probably the same as me. It's like, you we have that one now, like, you want to get another one. Yeah. Like, there's another cup, like, we're on the road for another cup, so we have to beat the next team in front of us to get to that stage, like, and, like, you can look at all the medals afterwards when you're done, like, and they are sweet and you celebrate them, like, and we really celebrate them, like, but once you've it done, like, you park it and you move on and you, you want to get another one, like, you know, you can't be thinking about we won a monster last year when we get into 2020, like, it'll be gone and you'll be on to trying to get another one, like, because... I mean that's why you're playing. You're playing to win, and you, you want to be able to look back and said like I got the most out of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I suppose just to, yeah to pick up, but like that's interesting. Like, do, is there no kind of kind of rear view mirror at all? Then is it just kind of out of, out of sight, out of mind completely? You're just on to the next challenge. Not not real. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. There's yeah. nothing like you'd know. Like I know. I remember winning in fifteen. <clears throat> I still remember it was during the celebrations and. Like William Morgan and Dylan Megan would have won that year, and I think Paul, you might have joined them now, but they still won ahead on nine, maybe. Yeah, on nine, yeah. I mean, they have nine counties, right. like, and you hear that, and so uh, I have three, like, but it doesn't really count. When you're in the bar in Nemo, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're still in the the bottom rung, like, so you do just put it in the rear view mirror next year. Like, if we lose next year, like, there'll be no shortage of. Uh, giving out with us like, like and that's a good thing like yeah, healthy, yeah. Like, because keeps, I think it keeps everyone grounded in the yeah. squad and in the club because we're lucky to have such a success uh, and a rich history and like no one will get ahead of themselves because it's on to the next one I think that's really good um, kind of it's the fabric of the club really it's looking to the next one so the next one's the most important so um, we obviously are in, are in the mix for one more cup and, and then next year it'll be for three again do you know what I mean like so hopefully so that's it but uh, I think it keeps everyone grounded which is really good yeah you mentioned see all the other people who've won all the awards and all the, the trophies that have won do you ever feel under pressure the like seeing all the, the all the other titles that the, the, the lads before you have won and <laughs> I think it's a, good, it's a good pressure it's a healthy pressure like, okay. like it's something you you want it, it's a target more than pressure Okay. Uh, it's definitely never been a negative I've never once kind of felt a negative pressure towards going out like oh we have to win or else we yeah. won't be as good as this fella like it's just you know the history of their club you know like with our quiz last night I think one of the questions was uh, who like there's two Nemo fellas with five All-Ireland clubs like it's Jimmy uh, Kerrigan and Timmy, uh, Dalton. Timmy Dalton like and you kind of hear that and it's just a positive like you just yeah. like it's hard to imagine but like that's that's what you go for like yeah. you just keep going it's probably a pressure you put on yourself because okay. you see what's around you do you know yeah. you'd be like I have to I have to win here I have to put my shoulder to the wheel or whatever yeah. I think right did you want to say something there Kev no I'm alright <laughs> <laughs> his dad puts one yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, be, Jimmy Carrigan will be the first for it to tell you anyway he's five out of the middle so he's pushing the pressure to uh, win them yeah. before we played Carfin two years ago he was making sure I knew he had five before we did to play the game so he, I'd get it off him again I'd say come out before the next game yeah, yeah. Um, do you know what yeah that that net that all Ireland's that on the 
fourth of January, I think. Is it, that's kind of earlier than you're you're kind of used to. Does, it, does that change? I suppose it kind of robs you a bit of a Christmas break, does it? So. <laughs> yeah, it's great to be training like like our training is a very high level I think to be honest with you and like uh, we have a really good team like mm-hmm. if, like if we go to play a challenge game I, I really look forward to because we have a good team and uh, it's an enjoyable team to play in but I think you, you can't beat it really like to be fair like no exactly yeah. uh, like you're yeah you sacrifice nights out and stuff but like I'd rather do that all day than not be where we are so yeah that's fair enough you can have yeah. your night out when it's all done yeah Phil is going for more coffees than points yeah. <laughs> sure. yeah. does the the training change at all because obviously Paul will give you some bit of break to uh, the next <laughs> ok <laughs> maybe <laughs> no we train very hard actually. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> your flat right. train obviously even when you're not training in case Paul hears this oh, uh, yeah. there yeah. doing your own right, thing. Thing. <laughs> uh, but uh, no we train very hard honestly we, we, like we came back after the bank holiday Monday uh, after playing Cork or the bank holiday Sunday so we were back in the Monday playing challenge game and we trained very hard we've, we've trained very hard but like I think James McDermott commented when he came down as a standard and the depth of the player was very good and the young lads there now there's about I'd say about 13 or 14 make up to 35 in ours and we've good depth there now like they're, they're good players they're coming again so um, we've like that, that adds to it like we're very lucky that we didn't have it for a while such numbers and uh, the quality is obviously there now like you look at Obviously, Paul has trained um, teams throughout the whole age groups or whatever, and now senior. And then you obviously have Billy, and then Willie, I think Willie Morgan and Gary Murphy have made a huge addition um, coming in this year. They've added to it, so um, yeah, we're, we're lucky. Like we've it's, the standard of training is good. Like, and I think the standard of players person is good too because they're they're looking to push the fella next to them. Yeah. Like you look at Kevin Fullignati, he'd be a shoe in every year, and he can't get in. Like Breen's coming in had a stormer since he's come in against the Valley skin. He's rightly playing and rightly one of the best cornerbacks in the county at the moment. It's always great to have such a, a strong bench. I know Histon joined it well. It was quarter final when he came in, I suppose. But to have uh, that bench must be great. Well, from I suppose from from Paul's point of view, it's great to have uh, a good bench that he can bring on fellas uh, yeah, as good as what's definitely. On. Yeah, like like I came in there and I just came off from Cork and like if I was I was even worrying myself bad bad game like if Kieran Histon on the bench he's been on he's been Cork senior before mm. Kelvin Canady's been a Cork senior before like Kieran Dalton would have played in the Iron Final two years ago he can't get him yeah. at the moment it's like there's great competition there the A speed games we play in training are brilliant like the two teams are up to standard or the second team there's Premier to meet it. So uh, definitely, and we won the twenty-one county uh, last year as well. Mm. A lot of them are pushing onto the panel as well. So like we're just kind of getting better and better. So hopefully now training goes well over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, and you had the addition of James as well. Yeah, from Roscommon. Um, I suppose his story's been told a few times. This yeah, it has. Uh, yeah. He's, I think he's loving it. To be honest with you, I think he's. He said to me anyway after the month final, I'm never moving back. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know what his wife said, but uh, <laughs> we'll say about it. But um, no, I think he's just. For whatever reason, we kind of maybe have a bit of a shortage in midfield. Is it sort of this year? Alan Donovan only came back from Cruciate. Peter has been in and out injured. Um, Dave Nation kind of retired through injury, so it was just by like a perfect match, really. Like we kind of we've plenty of young backs and young forwards. It's just we need a midfielder came in and he he joins and um, to be honest with you, I think he's gotten better as the year has gone along. To be honest with you, definitely, yeah, he's definitely gotten better and better. And I think he does the simple things very well, and he's tough and he's honest. So. Um, He's fitted in very well, yeah. Um, obviously, you're enjoying it. No, getting to to train and everything, even in the, the bad weather, it's a good place to be, I suppose. Where? Yeah, absolutely. Like you know, like there's nights you're walking out and you can hear it whistling outside, and it's it's fairly mank, like to be honest. And you just get out and you start warming up, and sure everyone has a smile on their face. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to train, and I think that kind of harps back on the point about the younger group coming through like they all want to train there's kind of there's no let up like everyone's kind of going for it and training has been good consistently because yeah. of that I think there's there's a good attitude right the way through it um, which helps an awful lot um, whatever happens after Christmas with the, the All-Ireland Championship you're going to be back in club championship in April or whenever it starts um, obviously new format this year as it's the group stages um, off the top of my head I can't remember who's in, who you're in with yeah. but there's Bishop Town and Valleys for next year like so yeah. but um, yes. so we've group. actually played two of them this year in Championship so yeah. and we kind of beat them both comfortably so they'll be looking to probably come back with us next year so and then obviously Bishop Town is always kind of 
he's had a good few battles with them kind of 2013, yeah. 2014, 2015 around then so yeah. probably approach it the same way in that like <coughs> that group like you want to win the first one so you'll probably approach it the same way that April game will still be even though it's not knockout mm. like you, it, if you get off to a win in your first yeah. game and I'm not sure is the setup the top two seeds play each other in the April game I think that's what yeah. decided like so that would be an important game as well yeah yeah, um, the, what do you think of the the change in championship structure? Like lots of play, people in Carlton looking for a change. What's the likes of Breen and Kev are only just kind of on the scene, yeah. and getting used to it. But to be honest, I think it needs a bit of freshening up. And I think like there was a bit of a second. No, we're still in championship. There's still a bit of excitement saying who are we going to get in the group. Do you know? Um, and I think look, it's, I think I think it's no harm to freshen it up a bit. Um, and our second team, like our intermediates, are. They're in the third level to third grade, mm-hmm. Premier to meet, and that's good for our lads as well. Like getting a good standard of the game there, they're looking to come through. So I think definitely need a freshen up. I don't know about the younger lads, maybe, but yeah, lads from looking at it anyway. Uh, yeah, I suppose there's more games. Like, I suppose as a player, like you want to play as much as you can and as competitively as you can, and I'd say it'll benefit all core clubs really throughout the championship. And uh, sure, we'll be looking forward to that anyway. Whoever are playing, like, and yeah, I. I've only had one my first campaign I've ever seen as like and uh, it's a championship format didn't really mind it but like obviously this is probably a better way to go yeah you play whatever games in front yeah. of you I think they're probably right to vote like to, to split the senior championship probably that was the yeah. big change and it's probably harsh on a couple of clubs who might have just had a down year or two mm. um, uh, who are very good clubs and we're looking to come back up now but I think it, it probably the no relegation didn't work like yeah. for however long that went on it, it didn't work yeah, and you yeah. see there's 19 clubs yeah, there's yeah, 19 clubs and you see I suppose the competitiveness of Cork teams then as you go down the grades in Munster hasn't been good like mm. in the last you know I think probably maybe not agree and I can't think of too many more off the top of my head that would have yeah. would have done well um, it probably has something to do with someone like Kishkeem or Skip or Donnie's who are young yeah. like if they can win that they'd come up with a bit of confidence of and sure, then they go into a group. They may only have to win, win in a draw game to get through. Like so, yeah. Um, I think I think it could really kind of rejuvenate a couple of them. To be honest with you, that's happened in Dublin. But I can't think of the name off the top of my head now. Yeah. Thomas Davis. Thomas yeah, Davis Thomas made Davis the final this year, and that was exactly what happened then. Like, yeah, well, not celebrations. They hadn't won anything, but after the semi final, it was like they'd won a county. Yeah. It was meant so much. So, um, so will he be going watching any other games? Is some brilliant uh, well from a neutral point of view there's some great games there's West Cork group almost um, there's a lot of there's fantastic games out there you could almost say I'm sure they didn't but it was set up that way that there was some uh, yeah, I think tasty it, it's, games it's great like um, even if we were drawn with a West Cork team like if we were going down to Bandon you know playing um, you know, like yeah, draw yeah. crowd I think I think it just needed a bit of refreshing and I think it's it's done that like you know we'll probably play our games and Maybe in park hearing or something, but like it, so whenever we play there, they'll have a championship feel to it. Like so, um, I think definitely, I think Dan, that West Cork group adds a bit of novelty. And there was a few, few good groups in the hurling as well. I think the Bears and got the two Norths uh, yeah, yeah. and so kind of brings back with the traditional game as well. So I think it's, it's no harm, and I think it all comes down to being making teams more competitive, and I think it definitely will. Um, you already touched on the the semi final, the early start of it, but what's preparation like? been like for that since the, the Munster final suppose you had a bit of a shut off but you're back at it yeah there was there was a week off yeah. and then it was make a plan and as as best Paul and the management could like kind of set out the days we'll train so you're at least giving fellas the heads up like where you need to be yeah. and all that kind of thing and then from there it's it's about getting yourself right like you know I mean, everyone's entitled to a night out, but it kind of it's, it's starting to be cut now, you know. And um, yeah, it's just it's it's training as usual. Uh, fellas have to look after themselves. Everyone knows that, um, and it's the onus is kind of on the individual to to make sure they do that and not to be doing anything they they know they shouldn't like. And everyone does know, to be fair. So yeah, um, now the preparation is good so far. Uh, so it's just a matter of seeing it through now. Yeah, Carl Finn. I suppose you know you know about them, but they're such a strong team over the last few years at this stage. Yeah, there's there's no argument. Like they've been brilliant now. It's, four, it's three and four years, and they've won. I think or maybe around there, but they're um, they're an excellent team right through. There's there's probably no point. Like we'll obviously watch them, but um, you can't get too bogged down 
um, in them because to be fair to them, like they're strong all over the pitch. So you just know that, and if you're going to beat them, you have to you have to try and go and be better. And like we obviously played very poorly against them a couple of years ago, but to be fair to them, they played brilliantly as well. Um, so like that hasn't really come up, you know. Like maybe the first night said, look, this this happened that day, um, but everything's more focused on uh, the game now on the fourth of January, and it's, it's just on ourselves really. We know they're a good team, mm. um, and it's tr- trying to see what we can do uh, to maybe upset them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you get any time off? Any shut off, Kevin? Uh, I get a, a few days right here and there. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll go out now once twice over Christmas. That'll be it, and just be heads focused in for the fourth of January. Yeah. Leave off New Year's and stuff, but uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't realise that you're talking about Paul. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of Paul, do you get the insight on the tactics or anything, or do you switch off completely? Yeah, well, yeah, he mentions it the odd time, I suppose. But uh, yeah. I know I was worried if I didn't like if Kevin has any bit of a knock, like Kevin would be in goal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, uh, we played in our, I think Kevin did play a sweeper, and Kevin was our extra man, and literally the team talk was give the ball to Kevin. That's not true. Perfect. Look, lads, uh, thanks very much for for coming in. You have the the cups with you. Hopefully there'll be another one there in um, a month or two's time. Barry, Michal, uh, Kevin, Brian and uh, Paul, thanks very much for coming into the Bigger Bench. Thanks very much. Yeah, big thanks to the lads for coming in earlier on and best of luck to them from us here at the Big Red Bench in that All-Ireland semi-final against Carfin of Galway on the 4th of January. I'm sure they'll do Leeside proud. Just to bring you up to speed, final few minutes in the Leinster game between Northampton. Leinster winning it comfortably 50 points to 21. It's 67 minutes on the clock in the late kickoff in the Premier League. Southampton hosting West Ham United. West Ham is still one goal up courtesy of a cracker from Seb Haller in the first half. Now I'm running out of time here, I just said I'd briefly bring this up again, in the snooker, Mark Allen uh, hitting out at his disgraceful um, scheduling of his games during the week in the Scottish Open in Glasgow uh, he's the defending champion of this competition and uh, the kind of tradition in snooker is that the defending champion opens the the opens the, the tournament the following year, now he was uh, scheduled to do that but he was changed uh, he played at 10am on Wednesday instead of Monday um, he played 10am on Wednesday, it wasn't televised even though he's the world number seven and he was the defending champion wasn't televised then he had to play uh, the very final game um, on Thursday night and then first thing on Friday morning so he's uh, he's not happy at all he's in action in the next few minutes against Jack Lazowski will be a fine opponent for him and if he can get through that he'll play at Mark Selby in tomorrow's final that's it from us today if you missed the show the podcast will be up on Red Extra and It'll also be up on our Twitter page at Big Red Bench, so make sure to uh, download that and listen if you enjoyed the show. But for now, myself, Ryan Grace, thanks so much for tuning in. I'll be back again tomorrow live from 6 o'clock. Until then, take care.